0: Welcome to the second season of the Gutsy Health Podcast with Shanique Roney and Gina Warfel, where we share uncomplicated, practical, and affordable wellness education so you can be a self-healing champion. This episode is brought to you by the Gutsy Health Membership Program, a program that gives you inexpensive tools and resources to heal your mind, body, and soul. Visit our website at mygutsyhealth.com. Hey listeners, the new Gutsy Health Academy is finally open for enrollment. If you are sick and tired of being sick and tired, and if you're ready to feel empowered over your healing journey, but you're unsure of what it takes or where to even begin, then we have the solution for you as the new Gutsy Health Academy teaches you step-by-step what it takes to support your body from the root-up using the order of healing, science, coaches, and group coursework. Enrollment for this year's Gutsy Health Academy cohort starts April 11th and closes May 28th. We won't be starting our next cohort until next year. So make sure to jump in now to join the gutsy revolution and to help us bring health to the world by bringing health to yourselves and families first. For more info, go to mygutsyhealth.com. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the Gutsy Health podcast. This is a really special moment for me because I have... Online here today, two of my most favorite people on the planet. I have Gina Warfel and Britt Lefko, who are like soul sisters. They are powerhouses. Without them, I don't think the Gutsy Health Academy could be what it is. I don't think I could have continued the Gutsy Health membership to what it is today and for those of you that don't know Britt Lefko she is I, I want to share some stories because she's a mindset coach she's a belief coach she is a mind ninja like I can't I can't even describe to you the sacred conversations and the sacred coaching that she does but I'm going to share some stories to maybe have this hit home a little bit a month before Tristan passed away, he was in a very, very bad, 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 dark mental state. And it was very scary and it was hard to watch. And the universe just kept putting Brit in my face. I was like, you need to hire her. You need to hire her. And I was like, I was nervous. But at that point I was like, you know what? I don't care. I don't care how much it is. And for those of you that don't know Britt Lefko, she works with people that own multi-million and billion dollar companies. She's like, she's the person that coaches the other big people. Right. Like, and, and she is, she is worth every penny. I think to work with her is like a thousand bucks an hour. And I was like, I don't care. Tristan (laughs) is like, and she's worth every freaking penny. And, And I'll tell you why in a bit but I hired her to work with Tristan and Tristan, I want to give you a visual. Um, he was bent over either in a wheelchair or a chair. He wasn't making eye contact. He was very frail. He wouldn't talk to people. He was in a very dark mental state. We couldn't connect with him. And, um, I hired Brit and he was like, no, no, I'm not going to work with her. And I'm like, you are. You are going to work with her because the universe said so. And I remember she came over. <laughs> she came over and they sat outside and I was inside and after an hour she walked out and she said, "Come walk with me." And I was like, "Uh-oh." <laughs> and she and she basically said something along the lines of just be very gentle with him. He's processing a lot. And I'm like, what did you do to my husband? And so I go back into the house and I look at Tristan and he is upright. He is making eye contact. He is making jokes. He is smiling with friends. Friends came over to visit him. He was old Tristan. And I was like, What happened? And as I'm telling the story, I have goosebumps all over my body just remembering that moment. And I'm like, What did you do to my husband? <laughs> like you, you brought him back. He was gone and you brought him back. And so, um, the next few sessions I was sneaky and I sat in them and I recorded them because I was like, I want to hear what is happening. And so, um, so I would sit on the floor and I would push record on Tristan's phone. And I listened to these sacred conversations and they blew my freaking mind. I was like in awe. I couldn't, I like, I what, maybe one day I will transcribe them and release them to the world. I but they were it, it was nothing. I've never heard conversations like this. And every time Tristan, you know, Tristan would start and he would kind of like you know be in this space. And as they would talk, he would then sit more upright, and then he would start interacting, and then he would start asking questions, and then you could see the life being brought back into him again. And I was like, this is amazing. And I know in my order of healing, mindset is number one, but I am seeing live just how important that is, just how mindset and your thoughts and your subconscious belief systems and your conscious belief systems, how much they can either build your body up or deteriorate it. And Brit showed me that in four sessions with Tristan. And obviously Tristan passed away, but he passed away being more alive than dying before he died. I don't know if that makes sense. So anyways, I, I weaseled my way into becoming Brit's friend and she did the healing, the unhealable course for people that follow me online. And it changed so many people's lives and people were like, their minds were just blown over and over and over. Right. And then the beginning of this year, I'm sorry, you guys, this is a little bit of a long story, but you need to understand where like, why this is important and where it's going. At the beginning of the year, Gina and I were putting our heads together and we were talking about the Gutsy Health membership. We're revamping it this year. What does it look like? How do we, like, what do members need? And you guys, honestly, we can drown you in information and science and protocols. And like Gina and I have enough information for people to heal themselves a hundred times over, right? But what we kept, what we kept realizing was the issue with people hindering their healing journey was their mindset was these belief systems. And again, that's why mindset is number one in the order of healing. I'm going to keep going back to that because you can know all the knowledge, but if you have a subconscious belief system in there that self-sabotages and you don't understand why, you know, you're not going to get to where you want to go. And so it just by some random chance, Britt calls me and Gina up and we were sitting down in Redmond one Monday morning, we're all sitting and I, and I kind of, I felt what was coming and we sat down and I said, Brit, how do you want to play this year? <laughs> she said, how did you know I wanted to play? And I'm like, I don't know. It was just a feeling. And she was like, I want to, I want to bring some value to your, I want to help your members. I want to help your members. And I want, I want to help them on the mindset belief aspect. And Gina and I, like, we, like, our jaws drop because I've been wanting this for months and months and months. And so starting a few months ago, Britt has been joining the Zoom calls once a month, and she has been providing this incredible value. I mean, so here's my personal story. And then, Britt, I'm going to have you talk. This week on the Zoom call, you were talking with the Gutsy Health members, and you are talking about you know, fear around being sick versus being uncomfortable. And so much of this was resonating with me because if, if, Many of you don't know this but I've been sick a lot lately. I've been stressed and I've been getting sick almost every other week or once every 3 weeks and it's really been freaking me out because it's a big trigger for me. I watched my husband be sick for 5 years, not entirely 5 years but for a very long time. And so whenever there's illness in my family, I get triggered. And I've been in this trigger over and over and over and I shared that in the Zoom and Brit shared some mind-blowing things that helped me shift my perspective and my beliefs around illness and it completely changed me. And after that Zoom, Britt calls me and she's like, girl, why haven't you asked me to help you? <laughs> so we did our own one-on-one coaching call for the first time. I've known you for like two years almost. And we did this, this, this call and you guys, I cannot tell you how Britt just Jedi mind tricked me for an hour. And I, like as she started breaking down beliefs in my mind, like I felt my core changing and I was like, oh my gosh, like, and, and, and it was for me, it was catered to me. And so just that Wednesday Zoom call and Thursday, I'm a completely person to who I was Monday and Tuesday, like completely different. And this is the power of mindset because I have spent thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on coaches and programs and da, 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 da. But what Brit brings to the table is unlike anything I've ever seen or experienced and how she doesn't have her own reality show and her own TV show is like beyond me. It's beyond me because the power that this woman brings is unreal. She unraveled my mind and helped me reframe things in a way that have made me like not only feel like a better person, but like be a better person just in 24 hours. And so I'm going to stop talking and I'm going to have Britt start talking today because our topic today is why, why is mindset important? Why do we need this? Why do we need skills that you bring to the table? Because they are phenomenal. And so Britt, welcome. I'm done talking.
1: <laughs> Thank you. What, what an introduction. Wow. I almost cried like different times also. Um, if you can't hear it in my raspy voice, I sound like a jazz singer, but I'm sick <laughs> also. Jazz I singer. I know, right? I sound like I'm like in a lounge. <laughs> um, it's so raspy, but that's okay. I didn't want to reschedule because I love you guys and I was excited to, to be here. So thank you both to Johnny and Gina for the introduction and for having me today. Yeah, mindset is everything. It is the way that we experience the world. I was actually talking to a client yesterday. I have a client who inspires me so much. She's just totally transformed her life. And um, and she had a really rough childhood. And we talked about this idea of, of her viewing the world like she was still trapped in her childhood and her brain had never kind of updated to realize mm. that she'd moved out into this big, beautiful world. And she'd created this beautiful world for herself, but she couldn't see it. And I think that's that's such a common story that we, there's a, a beautiful quote, we don't see things as they are, we see them as we are. Mm. And from kind of a neurological perspective, the, the quote really rings true that we don't respond to the world as it is. We respond to our beliefs about the world. You think about If you hear that someone's a murderer and they walk into a room, how are you going to respond, right? You're either going to shy away or you're going to create anger or resentment. You're probably not going to listen. If they say, no, no, listen to me, you're going to say, I don't need to hear from you. Mm. And then you find out three weeks later, they're innocent.
0: Wow. Yes. You respond to
1: that person completely differently, right? So we don't respond to the world. We respond to what we believe about the world. If we believe something is wrong, we shy away from it. If we believe it's right, we walk toward it. If we believe something is dangerous, it creates fear. If we believe something is safe, it creates calmness in our body. So there's physiological symptoms, right? We, we produce different neurochemicals based off of the emotions we produce, which come from our beliefs about a particular thing or place or person. And so if we believe that certain things are right or wrong or good or bad, or that we are deserving or undeserving or worth or not worth certain things, we will respond to those things through those belief systems. So we actually don't interact with the world. We interact with our beliefs about the world. And the biggest problem is that our beliefs are not formed from our logical mind they're not formed from our prefrontal cortex they're formed in our amygdala and during our first seven years of life we develop 95 percent of the belief systems that run our brain power so that means that the things that we deem to be safe or unsafe good bad right wrong productive unproductive are very much driven by this kind of Mm seven-year-old mind and now here we are adults living Mm -hmm. in this adult world that looks nothing like our childhood and we're still living as though we're, we're trapped inside of this particular space. And so I, I think that the reason why mindset is so important is it's about updating the software. Yes, We don't want to yes. be trapped inside of something that's old because it, it, it lacks nuance. It lacks yes. context. And inside of this new world, we need curiosity to be able to understand the nuance of how are different people different if we have these blanket views of people that we don't even know we have, Mm -hmm. right? We're not going to be able to fully live. And so for me, mindset is about getting rid of these old generalizations so that you can see the world as it actually is instead of as you believe it to be.
0: I love that. And I love that idea. Like we haven't updated our software. Like we, it's amazing that we're, we're all these adults functioning. Right. But man, get us in our trigger. And we go back to like childishness, right? Like see, see grown adults like fight. I mean, just, just look at like the internet, right? People fighting on each other's walls or whatever, or like a comment section in a TikTok or something. It's like, yeah, that's your inner child screaming. Your inner child got, got triggered. Look at us. And, and the thing is, like, if in order for us to, well, let's stop talking about the world. Let's talk about ourselves. In order for us to evolve and part of that evolution is healing in order for that to happen, because I feel like our health is oftentimes a reflection of our internal turmoil and you told me that yesterday, you said your outside world is a reflection of your inside world and that like the same as goes for our health, then we need to have a very serious conversation with ourselves, right? And be like, okay, I don't feel well mentally, physically, emotionally, what's really happening inside, right? The power that I love about you, Britt, is that, and I've said this before in podcasts, but you don't know what you don't know and you can't see what you can't see, Right. And so mm-hmm. how do you update an app that you haven't updated since you were seven when you can't even see it when, you right. know, to you, it's just so normal. So that's the power that you bring. And I've seen you bring that in the Zoom calls. Right. And I've seen you bring that in the course, you know, the healing, the unhealable. And it's so funny because if you can't see it, Brit is this like magical unicorn that it, she's like, let me show you. And she does it in this way that is actually very poetic. Like when I hear her, I'm like, it's unbelievable. What are are some
1: things that people would maybe want to look out for of like, like I remember doing a course with you, Britt, and it blew my mind because there were things that I would not have seen as like, oh, this Mm -hmm. is something that will, that I could break through and it'll really benefit my life. I was like, no, this is just fact. This is just the way Mm -hmm. that life is. Mm -hmm. And
0: then
1: taking your course, I was like, oh my God, this isn't fact. This is my own belief and what limitation. So kind of like Janique said, you don't know what you don't know. So what are things that like, people could look out for that would really help them break through? If they're unaware of it, how do they know that like changing beliefs would help? Yeah, them? yeah that's such a good question. And so there's, there's a couple different ways that I, I want to go about answering this question. And I think the, the first one is we don't often look at our childhoods from a curious perspective. We yeah. often look at our childhoods from a familiar perspective. So we already know what our childhoods were like, right? We know Our parents are primary caregivers. We kind of know their personalities. We know what our, right, we had a good childhood, a hard childhood. And I think we kind of leave it at that. And I think the word curiosity just keeps coming up for me. And I think coming with curiosity to your childhood is really important to understand that if our beliefs are developed during our first seven years, we can start to ask the question, what did I think I learned? What did feel like a fact? Did Mm -hmm. I have a parent who was a worrier? That's a really overlooked Mm. question. If we have anxiety or we have fear or we expect the worst, there's a really Mm -hmm. good chance that we had a parent or primary caregiver who was a worrier because what do we learn if you have a parent who's worried? Oh, there there must be something to be afraid of. The world must not be a safe place. There must be things to be afraid of. Or if you have a parent who maybe came from a rougher background and is very focused on Achieving and success because they don't want you to go through what they went through. You might get an idea that worth and value is tied to achieving or success. So asking questions like, what did I get praise for? Mm. Those are often Mm -hmm. the things we tie our worth and value to, right? What were the things that were really important in my family? Those are probably very much aligned with the things that feel important to you. How were mistakes and failures dealt with in my family? That'll probably give you a really good sense of how you view mistakes and failures. What were some of the consequences in my family of someone being upset? Did I get a silent treatment? Did I get yelled at? Was there a lot of chaos? That will give you ideas around how you view... Anger and emotion and safety. How how were emotions dealt with? Was there space for them? Was there space for you? Yeah. Right? Was there a lot going on? If you feel like there was maybe not a lot of space and, and there was maybe financial difficulties or there was divorce or some sort of strife, did you feel like maybe you didn't matter, that you mm-hmm. didn't have space to have a voice? Did you feel like maybe your voice caused problems? So I think the first thing is just to become really curious and these beliefs are not death sentences. They're just a midpoint. I said to a client once, I said, failure is a midpoint, not an end point. And am I allowed to say on a podcast that he got it tattooed on it? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I, really it a I said, as a, I mean, half joking, but I was like, I was like, you need to get this tattooed on your body. And he was like, Brent, I really thought about what you said. And I got a tattooed on my body. Amazing. It. It really They're great. I love him so much, but, um, but I said failure is a midpoint, not an end point. And the same thing with beliefs, that when you have a belief, sometimes it feels like a death sentence. Feeling not good enough is a belief. That can feel like a death mm-hmm. sentence. What am I going to do with this belief? I'm going to walk around feeling not good enough for the rest of my life. Yeah. I don't want to even know that I feel that way. I want to hide it. I want to bury it. I want to run away from it. I want to overachieve it so that it goes away. Mm-hmm. And when you start doing mindset work, you start to have this superpower where these beliefs simply are midpoints. They're simply a step along the way. And the more tools and the more you invest in mindset, you start to see that these beliefs can fade and go away. And that's kind of like a step two, maybe, or step three of the conversation. But I think step one is really become aware of your mind. And I want to add this part in because I, I talked about it in the Healing the Unhealable course, and I think it's really overlooked surrounding health, but we have attachments to being sick that come from our belief systems. And if in our family, we find that a parent maybe gives us a little bit more attention and maybe Mm -hmm. we have a lot of siblings or maybe there's a lot of chaos, but that we get attention when we're sick or we get a level of gentleness or love when we're sick, we might form a belief that the way to be loved or the way to get attention is to be sick. That is another belief system that would dramatically tie us to something that we don't want, but it's tied to our safety, right? Because love and attention are tied to safety during those first seven years of life. If you have a parent who's ill and on some level you feel like they're me, right? During that early stage of development, right, we have stages of development. And during early stages of development, you can't distinguish between yourself and your parent. You can't distinguish between their experience and your experience. You haven't yet developed a full sense of self. So if you have a parent who's sick, sometimes you'll say, this is me. I'm Mm -hmm. sick. And so you'll self-identify as someone who's sick during a stage of development where you don't understand that you and that parent are different. So there's a lot of different places in your childhood as well where I would look What was your relationship, your family's relationship, your sibling's relationship to illness, to sickness, to wellness? Was there a level of perfectionism that you had and being sick gave you an excuse? Mm -hmm. That was mine. I shared that. I think actually when I was on the podcast last time that I was a raging perfectionist and I wanted to be, you know, loved and adored and I wanted to be the best at everything. I didn't want to humiliate myself by, not being the best. I got a lot of validation for being above and beyond amazing and the best and really smart and all these things. And instead of that giving me peace and comfort or confidence, it terrified me that now what if I fall short, right? What if all these people see me so highly and they think I'm a fraud or they think that I'm really not good enough. What if I, what if I fall off the pedestal and it was terrifying. And so for me, I felt like having health issues this was all subconscious. Of course, I didn't know this until later, but for me, it was my excuse. It was, if I, if I don't do what everyone expects of me, if I don't live up to be the, you know, best person in the world, well, it was because I was really sick and I was struggling. And so it felt like a safety net. It felt like a warm safety Mm -hmm. blanket that, right. Almost made me drop out of college and that almost ruined my life, but it also gave me this sense of safety. So To answer your question in a very long-winded way, Gina, I think the first thing is to start to get really curious about the things that exist in your life, about your past. If there's something in your life, what might you believe that had you create what you've created? What might you believe that has you feel how you feel, that has you show up the way you show up and get really curious about your beliefs?
0: When it comes to my natural, healthy medicine cabinet, there's always staples in there. Active Skin Repair being one of them. Not only is it medical grade support for your body's natural healing processes, but Active Skin Repair is also non-toxic, clinically proven, and can be used for a variety of skin issues, such as cuts, scrapes, minor burns, and so much more. It's rare to find something that is this potent, but without the harsh and unnatural chemicals. Give Active Skin Repair a try and use the code Gutsy for 20% off. You will also get free shipping with that discount. One thing um, I I love that you've shared before, and you you talk a lot about Bruce Lipton, right? Who is the author yeah, of Biology that. of Belief. And I I read his book like 12 <clears throat> years ago and it blew my mind. But, you know, you're, you're saying get curious about your belief systems. And like I said earlier, like you don't know what you don't know. And when they are these subconscious belief systems and you start to try and unveil them it can get really uncomfortable can you tell people when they start to challenge their own belief systems what can they expect because it's not going to be one of these like oh yay I found that it's going to be like a oh no like for me (laughs) like when for me when I realize certain things I'm like oh crap I can't believe I've done that. Like, I can't believe I did that to myself. Like, you know, and it's like, Oh, like those, those are like some of the reactions. Like when I have unveiled certain belief systems, it's been, it's, it's kind of like my face goes white all of a sudden. I'm like, Oh, it's uncomfortable. So what are some other things that people It's like the realization
1: that the the trajectory of your life would have kept going with that belief and it would have kept shaping your life. Mm -hmm. Like the beliefs that I had around marriage, that like people get married and then they end as the longer they're together, the unhappier they get. And that's just the fact of life.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: I would have created that Mm -hmm. with that belief. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, can, can yeah. I sh- can I share a no, story I- before
0: you go into that because like this was when I when, when someone you didn't teach me this but one of our mutual friends that we all have Blake he taught me once he was like you don't love yourself and I was like of course I do I do love myself and he was like no you don't and he he started taking me through this process and my my dear friend Elia was in the room listening and Elia kept telling Blake hey back off you're going too harsh and I'm like no no no, no. keep going because cause you're onto something and it's uncomfortable. Keep going. And I remember this, like, and being at the end of that conversation, being like, Oh my gosh, I don't love myself. And it was like one of those, like, Oh, I can't believe I've created this entire world around me to fabricate a false love. Right. And it was one of those, like my heart dropped, and it was like, Oh my gosh. It, it was almost like you, if you find out like your spouse is cheating on you, right. And you're like, oh, I've been cheating on myself. you know, so, so that was my experience. So please tell people what they can okay. expe- expect. So
1: I'm so glad that you brought this up. Cause I, I actually want to bring a very different energy into this, mm-hmm. that my perspective is very different. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to create safety for people around this, because I think for a lot of people, It can feel like, oh, my God, I realized that I don't love myself. And now what do I do? And what I what I would postulate is that we all love ourselves and there Mm -hmm. is no one who doesn't love ourselves ever. Mm -hmm. It's our expression of love that's Mm -hmm. really broken. Um, Johnny, I talked to you about yesterday, yesterday, Mm -hmm. but it was so good. (laughs) Love is not broken. Love cannot be fractured. Love is the expression of love can absolutely be really unhealthy. Someone can say, I believe that I'm going to be a bad father and I love my children so much that I'm going to leave.
0: Mm-hmm. That is a
1: really unhealthy expression of love. But it doesn't change the love underneath, right? Yeah. Love is. The expression of love is, is the very human part. And one way to look at it is love is spiritual. The expression of love is human. Mm. So love is right. Whether whatever your beliefs are, whether you have a belief in God or the universe, right? What do we always say on some level that God is love or the universe is love or our our oneness, our connectedness, comes back to love, comes back to love. So love is the spiritual part. Love is mm-hmm. the way that we express love is dependent upon our belief systems. Yeah. And so if you believe that if you are vulnerable and you put yourself out there, you'll be rejected, you will withhold the ex. Expression of love.
0: Mm-hmm. But that
1: doesn't mean you're withholding the love. And the same thing exists with our relationship to ourself. If I believe, I'm going to, not if, I'm going to use a real example of myself, <laughs> right? What I believed throughout my life, going back to what I said before with my perfectionism, what I believed is that I needed to be perfect in order to be loved. And so what does that mean for me? Well, I love mindset work and I love Growth. I mean, obviously very growth oriented. I love growth. So what I did was I created this persona where if I can keep working on myself and being really hard on myself, I'll be better. Well, why would I want to be better? I want to be better so people will love me. Why do I want people Mm -hmm. to love me? Because I love myself. Mm -hmm. the love was never broken. Of course I loved myself, Mm -hmm. but my experience was, why are you so mean to yourself? I was horrible to myself. I shredded Mm -hmm. myself. I was constantly criticizing. My internal dialogue was so cruel. I would never, ever dare to speak to a villain the way that I spoke to myself. Mm -hmm. So of course my thought was, I don't love myself. I could not, I could not love someone who I treat that that way. Not true. I was so hard on myself because I believed that if I was hard on myself, I would become better. And I was so desperate to be better because I was so desperate to be loved because I loved myself so much. So from my perspective, the beliefs are not facts. Mm -hmm. They're just beliefs. And there's a couple things I want to go into here because this is going to really build the foundation of safety. So one, the idea that you don't love yourself in my mind doesn't exist. It's not real. Everyone loves ourselves. Every single person loves yourself. Your expression of love is going to be mirrored from your belief system. So Mm -hmm. if you saw violent love, withholding love, emotionless love, scary love, absent love, you will likely reflect that type of love back to yourself. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean you don't love yourself. It's just how you express your love. That's number one. Number two, it can feel scary When we get overwhelmed by realizations, something I talked about in the academy call this week was about safety. There's only one kind of trigger for safety in our, in our brain. And that is a perceived threat to our survival. So there's safe and unsafe. That's it in our brain. So if I drop a glass of orange juice on the carpet and I'm like, (gasps) That trips the same safety trigger in my brain as a tiger staring me in the face. There is only one trigger mm. for feeling unsafe and it's a perceived threat to your survival. During our first seven years of life, we determine what we believe to be safe and unsafe based off of basically what makes our parents or primary caregivers happy if we see our family system as happy, that creates Mm -hmm. a feeling of safety. If we see our family system as unhappy, that creates a feeling of unsafety. So examples, mistakes and failure probably cause a level of disappointment or frustration. We, we perceive that as a child is unsafe. So now we view mistakes and failures as unsafe, even though there is no actual threat to our survival. Mm -hmm. So the bad news is we have been living our whole life, believing that all of these things are unsafe Mm. obviously subconsciously we don't realize that but believing all of these things are unsafe even though none of them are in fact unsafe unsafe doesn't exist in our lives right unsafe from one perspective would be if you're about to die but even still right from a spiritual perspective we're consciousness or however you look at it right we're consciousness and then we come into this human form and then we move into some other form or state From a spiritual perspective, there's continuity. From a human perspective, there's dead or alive. But whatever your spiritual grounding is, there's some level of continuity. And with that continuity, unsafe doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't exist. It doesn't make sense. And so when you ground in the idea that unsafe isn't real, it's uncomfortable. It's not unsafe. It's just uncomfortable. So if you look through the eyes of unsafe, it makes you feel powerless. It makes you feel weak. It might even make you feel broken. But if you look through the lens of discomfort, well, if I've withstood much discomfort. I must be strong. I must be powerful. I must be resilient. So we create a different identity mm-hmm. when we look at ourselves through the lens of discomfort versus unsafe. So the biggest things that come up when people look at hard things is they either say, one, I don't love myself or two, I'm not safe. But when you're able to break down both of those things up front, it's just a realization. It's just a belief. It's not true. It's just stress. It's just discomfort. It's just a little bit of fear. And when you see the fear as discomfort instead of unsafety, it becomes so much easier to manage. So anything you're going to realize, one, is changeable. Two, it's just a belief. Three, it doesn't make you unsafe. And four, it doesn't mean you don't love yourself. So I think before diving into this work, really sink into those few things and really make sure that you understand that everything you have ever done in your entire life has been a valiant act of Mm self-love. Everything. Everything you have ever done in your life has been a valiant act of self-love. That might mean betraying yourself. Because if you believe that betraying yourself is somehow tied to you being lovable, right? And you love yourself so much you want to be loved. It is a very misguided yeah. act of self-love, right? Yes. The uncomfortable, the unsafe, and the self-love, I think, are two things that make this journey so much easier.
0: I love that you bring that up because I I, like that is, it's so powerful. You shared that earlier this week and that's one of the things that shifted my mind of like, I'm sick and my body immediately thinks I'm unsafe and I'm going to die. Right. And you just saying, no, you're just uncomfortable. You're not dying. It completely changed my experience, but I want to come back to this, this love because the expression of love, whether toxic or non toxic is really what's going to uh, change like your, your cellular health, right? Because, you know, where thoughts go, energy flows. And I always say that healing happens in the, the vibrational frequency of love and joy and happiness, right? When it's this like push pull energy, when it is forced, when it's like, you know, you bite your teeth hard and you just endure it, right? Like that's not healing, right? That's like healing isn't going to happen in that frequency. And so unpacking this whole concept that you just spoke about, about safety, and self-love and the expression of love, you know, I, I tie, again, tying it back to the body, I always say, when people come from an energy of like, I have to eat vegetables and I have to do this gut protocol and I have to do this in order to heal, what what a forced energy. But when you can come from a loving energy of like, I get to do this for my body, I get to nurture my body, that's a different, healthier, more in flow expression of love, right? Like I get to do all these wonderful things, right? When you're in that space of self-love and when you're in that space of flow, that is when you start to heal heal. And that is why mindset and unpacking these, these belief systems that we have about love and self-love. And you just taught me something today about that expression of love, right? Like you, you literally just changed a story and a belief system that I thought I used to have, right? Like being able to do that is what is going to help us get out of our our way of healing. Like that is the power that you bring.
1: And And that we bring to ourselves to what Gina said about, you know, blind spots that Mm -hmm. you can't see what you can't see and you don't know what you don't know. So how do you start to uncover these blind spots? And I think that it is so important. Like we all skip mindset. And I I think I said this in the last podcast, I always want to say it when I talk to you guys, because you give such important information. And I'm like, we go to school and we learn Mm -hmm. like a random physics equation, and, like, in 1847, like, some guy killed another guy, and it started Mm -hmm. a war that's over, (laughs) like, why, why do we learn these things? Why? What we don't learn, what we don't learn is, you know, how to take care of our bodies and to listen to our bodies Mm -hmm. and what is healthy and what is unhealthy. And from my perspective, I'm like, we don't learn how our brains work. We don't learn about belief systems. We don't learn about self-love. We don't learn any of this. And Mm -hmm. so the idea that you can go through your life without updating a brain software that's running at seven years old, like how are we, how do we not do mindset work? And so for me, I just, I feel like if you were going to invest in one thing in your entire life, it's like invest in your mind. Yes. Your mind is how you see the world. Mm -hmm. Your experience Mm -hmm. of the world is determined by your mind. And so if you overlook the mind, what you're basically saying is like, I'm fine to see the world the way I did at seven. That's Mm -hmm. good enough for me. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. how, how can we stop there? And there's so much magic That comes from breaking through these limitations and what you said, Janique, about the love and joy. It resonates for me in that growth didn't used to be love and joy for me. It really Mm -hmm. was like, beat yourself with a hammer, get better, don't suck. Like that's what working on myself felt like I did. I'm going to share something really personal. I, um, I've done so much work with clients around healing memories and healing beliefs, but there were certain things that I just couldn't get myself to do on myself. And I had a client who we did this incredible healing with her inner team. And she sent me this beautiful text message. And she was like, I feel like a part of myself that had died. Like, I like rescued her. Like I felt like she like rescued her from a dumpster and like (laughs) reintegrated her into her life. And it was so inspiring. I read the text message. and I teared up and I was like, we had just done such beautiful things. And I was like, why am I not doing this with myself? So I did this visualization with myself, with my inner nine-year-old and I dedicated it to her, to my client. So I was so inspired by her work. And when I was nine years old, I really was in this rut of trying to fix myself and i remember being in my room and writing down my negative beliefs mm. and trying to get rid of them and it was from a place of desperation like it was not from a place of i want to heal it wasn't from a place that i want to experience mm-hmm. more love in this mm-hmm. life it was like i am a burden because my beliefs make me a bad person and i'm not good enough and i just sat with myself in my mind and i went and i just kind of asked her what she needed and I sat with her and I you know had this beautiful experience and it was so healing and it was an experience where I got to really feel like energetically the joy and the love that came from a true moment of healing and I share that for a few reasons but one of which is The thing that sometimes makes the realizations hard is we're doing it from a place of I'm broken. I need this to be gone. We come from desperation. We come from brokenness. We come from, oh my God, I have a belief. What am I going to do with this? I got to get rid of it. And that very much matched my old way of trying to grow. And surprisingly, I really think it's just in the last year that I've really been able to start to deeply integrate everything I've been teaching to everyone else since I was like five. (laughs) So I've been, you know, like 30 years of teaching this to everyone else. And the last year I finally started taking my own advice and, I don't let myself come at growth from that mentality anymore because that's not the energy of healing and the idea that I'm going to heal myself by tearing myself apart. It just doesn't resonate anymore. I've just, I've seen too much love with my clients and with, you know, the people I've worked with, like I felt the love and the joy and the stories they tell me are always of love and joy and confidence. And I'm like, that's not the energy that I was bringing with myself. And so I've really had that shift and pivot of, of asking myself, how can I make this feel beautiful? And if it doesn't feel beautiful, pause, take a minute. If you start digging into your childhood and you're like, wow, this really hurts, it doesn't feel beautiful, pause and ask yourself, what do I need right now? What does does the expression of love I need feel like? Distinguish between love and the expression of love. And if you note the reason why I'm loving myself, expressing my love in this way, is probably because of some trauma or some kind of broken love cycle I saw between my parents. That if they express love by screaming at each other, there's a chance that Mm -hmm. I now express love to my partner, to myself, by screaming at them. Not because I don't love them, but because that's the way love was expressed. Notice it and say, okay, Well, if that way of expressing love isn't working for me and my relationship with myself, how do I want to express my love? Pause. You don't need to run over yourself with a trailer just because you now realize that you have a belief, right? It's okay to pause. It's okay to ask, what do I need? And it's also okay to start to shift. And this kind of gets into, I think where Gina was initially going with her question of like, what do we do? You can look for alternative options right? That maybe expressing love by screaming is a way, but is there another way? And that doesn't mean you're going to be able to nail all this by yourself, right? You're not a mindset expert. And I don't expect you to be able to shift all of your beliefs on your own, but you can start to look for alternative options, right? Like, like Gina said with relationships, maybe relationships are my mom and dad, or maybe that was one relationship. Can I look for another relationship that I've seen in my life? That's different. Is it possible that I have other data points, And I think that one way we can start to shift our mindset, look for data points that disprove your story, Mm. right? We only are able to store data points that match our existing belief system. So Mm. you're never going to look for something that you don't believe to be true, and you're certainly not going to store it. So start to train your brain to look for data points that disprove your story, right? That disprove this is the way love is expressed. This is love. And then you say, okay, well, what, what else could love be? Where have I maybe seen that? Was somebody has a pet dog, how do they treat their dog? Maybe mm-hmm. is that love too? Yeah. Maybe could love look a little different than I thought it could? And just challenge yourself to expand your view of what is real, what is possible, what is fact, what is true, and play with it. Stay yeah. curious. Once you have the answer, you're done. Don't get there. Right. Especially if you're not a mindset expert, you don't need to arrive at a conclusion, stay in the questions, right. Allow yourself the luxury of being in curiosity, which right. is, it's so funny. Janique it reminds me of what I worked with Tristan about the childlike wonder, mm. right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That, that Tristan's place where he was able to re-find himself Oh, sounds was emotional, um, was when he came back to his childlike state of wonder. Yeah. And that was the thing that had him kind of break through a lot of the suffering and yeah. the pain and to release him so that he could die with grace and yeah. love and joy. And it was that childlike state of wonder. And so I think that really, that's it that, that, yeah. at, the, at the core, right? It's to come back to curiosity. I think yeah. that's why the curiosity was pulling at me.
0: Yeah. Um, I want to uh, bring back, you know, you, you said we are not mindset experts. You are. Right. And that's the value that <laughs> you bring to the membership. Right. That's why as we are, at, well, not even membership, it's the Gutsy Health Academy now. So as we are relaunching the Gutsy Health Academy and it is now open for enrollment. And just so people know, enrollment is only, only going to open twice a year. We're not going to do this sign up whenever you want thing. Right. Like it's we're going through the coursework with you there. You're going over certain modules every month, you know, the zoom calls are all going to be based around certain topics, but once a month, our members get to talk with you and they don't just bring their questions. You are teaching them concepts, right? Like, so I highly, highly recommend for everyone that signs up for the Gutsy Health Academy, you join these calls as like, oh my gosh, don't miss them. If you don't have a question, just show up anyways, because Brit is going to teach you things that you have never been able to conceptualize because no one's taught that to you. Like, like you said, Brit, this hasn't been taught to us in school. This hasn't been taught to us by our parents because they weren't mindset experts, right? This is a new concept that we're all evolving into of like, oh, geez, I should use a lot of my bandwidth for self-actualization and healing and growth, right? Because before we would all just push, push, push and perform, perform, perform. Right. And we think that's a good life. And now we're all walking around depressed and anxious. That's not a good life. And so we need to reframe that. And we need people like you in courses like ours to help them really get a holistic, like a, a, a conscious Uh, a conscious uh, awareness of what healing actually means. And that's why mindset is number one. That's why you are so important in this membership to help people overcome that. Because how many people, and if you have signed up for any kind of program, whether it was like a detox program with someone else or a three-week program with this or the membership or the academy, how many people start programs and don't finish, right? And then ask yourself, why? Why is that happening, right? Why are we self-sabotaging? Is it a belief system that you're not worthy of healing? Is it a belief system that you actually don't think you can heal? Is it a belief system in self-love issues? What is it that hinders you? These are the things that Britt can uncover for you. I can't uncover it. Gina can't uncover it. We can teach you about your body chemistry, but that's the genius that Britt brings. Um, so Britt, that's why you've joined the membership, but please uh, tell people, what are your plans for this year? Because a lot of people are like, as they're doing these courses with you, they're getting these big breakthroughs, these big ahas. And then they're like, Oh shoot. Now what, where do I go? Right. I so you have, else? yes, yeah. I want more. Like I need more guidance and a lot of people can't pay a thousand bucks an hour to work with you. So you have some right. things, um, coming up that I, I would like you to, to let people know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So first and foremost, you know, joining the gutsy health Academy is so huge because it's just, it's a program I believe so deeply in. I, I, have been so blown away by the two of you ladies. I mean, and just your absolute brilliance and way of going about health and healing. And it's something that after working with Tristan, like it, it changed me working with Tristan absolutely changed my life. And so the ability to be able to support people in their healing journey, when it's something that had come up so much with my own clients, I've had clients and friends and people in my life that are in these cycles of sickness. And so it's something that's like that, fits so perfectly in my genius. Like that's what I do. And so the mindset piece and being able to support that is so meaningful to me and so fun and mm-hmm. exciting. So that is, is huge. So for anyone who's not in this Academy, I just want to say from kind of an outside perspective, it's, it's brilliant. I did blood work with johnique and I was looking at some of the numbers and I was like, Oh no, like this is bad. There's a problem. Like, I hope everything's okay. And she's talking me through it. She's like, are you kidding me? She's like, these numbers are amazing and you're great. And she made me feel amazing. Like it was such a, such a beautiful experience. The the reason I was afraid is because I've had really poor experiences with doctors, even holistic doctors in the past of making me feel broken, making me feel Mm. trapped, making me feel like there's something wrong with me. It was like really scary and really awful. So I've had really bad experiences in like in the medical world in the past, even with these amazing holistic doctors who just made me feel broken. And she made me feel incredible like it was such a beautiful experience i felt empowered i felt like i had a plan and so knowing that people are getting this this full support like i've never seen something that has such full support like you have a gina you have a janique and you have a me like there's mm-hmm. no there's no holes to fall through like we've got yeah. you. so that's the first thing if you're not in this academy like i just i really highly recommend it like the the information and the guidance and the support and the amount of work that these two women have put into this is just is truly inspiring and and like Johnny said, I mean, the, the number one thing with courses, I mean, anyone who's ever done a course, like th- the chances of you getting through it are slim to nil. People never get through courses right. and people buy courses and courses and books and books, and they don't know what to do with it all because information doesn't heal. No. Right. Information doesn't heal. Insight heals. Yes. Insight heals. And so you need things that are catered to you. And so, The academy is going to have information that doesn't just fall by the wayside, but it's going to be catered to you, specific to you. And then the places where you would fall off, I'm going to make sure that you don't. So we're working as a team to make sure that you are successful. So this academy is amazing. So one, sign up for that. Two, I've had a lot of requests from people who are interested in learning more, but don't necessarily have the finances or are not able to do one-on-one coaching.
0: So you're going to be doing the once a month with the Gutsy Health Academy and you guys like that's included in your membership. You don't have to pay extra for that, but you're also doing your, your own group coaching above and beyond that. So where people will be workshopping, correct?
1: Yeah. So what I am launching next month is uh, my own mindset group. So this is for people who want to go above and beyond. So let's say that you're in the academy and you're like, this is, this is so helpful. And you really feel like it's resonating and you want more, then you can sign up for my mindset group. And that will be everything mindset. So it'll be Mm -hmm. bi-weekly calls. We're going to deep dive everything mindset. We're going to talk about beliefs and paradigms. We're going to explore emotions. We're going to look at our minds and rewiring our brains. So if all you want is, is the mindset that is in the academy, that's going to make sure that you're successful in the academy. Like that is solid within itself. But I've had a lot of requests for people who are like, now that I know this mindset stuff, like I want more, like I want to do more mindset Mm -hmm. work. How do I do that? And for people who the one-on-one coaching is, is unaffordable or, you know, not on the table, I wanted to offer something that was a mindset deep dive. So the different ways that you can work with me is one, you can join the Academy and have the monthly calls. The second way you can work with me is if you want to join my mindset group. And the third way is if you want one-on-one coaching. And what Mm -hmm. I'm going to offer when I do launch this next month is if you are in the academy, you're going to get a discount in the first month of the mindset group if you want to join it. And so that way our worlds kind of collide. So those are the different ways that you can work with me. First and foremost, join the academy because that is incredible. And you get all three of us.
0: (laughs) And, and when that launches, like, obviously we're going to be talking about the Academy, but when your thing launches, you'll send me a website and I can like post it. Correct. We can't put anything in the show notes yet, but I'll be able to post it. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I was going
1: to say I, my, my website is just britlefkoe.com and I will have more information. I don't have the information on there quite yet. I'm still in the process of launching all of it, but Mm -hmm. you will be able to find it on BritLefkoe.com. You can also follow me on Instagram. I don't have so much of a professional Instagram. I don't post a whole lot, (laughs) but it's just Brit Adventures, B-R-I-T-T Adventures. And I will be posting when the time comes about the mindset group. And so you can follow me on Instagram. Janique will post about it on her Instagram. And um, you can look for information on the website as well.
0: Britt, this has been a phenomenal conversation. We are so excited to have you in the Academy. We are just excited that you exist. I mean, like I said earlier, the reason why the Gutsy Health Academy is so phenomenal is because of Gina and because of you. Like it was a phenomenal product when I started it and Gina just times that by 10, you've times that by 10. And so I, I'm i so grateful to be working on it project that I love and adore. So thanks you guys. And listeners, we hope you enjoyed this recording and we'll talk with you soon. Take care.
1: Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the Gutsy Health Podcast. We hope you enjoyed and learned a lot from this episode. For more updates, follow us on Instagram at Gutsy Health Podcast.